Welcome to Honest Money, your best guide to financial freedom. I'm Warren Ingram, the author of a few best-selling books, and I'm also an award-winning financial planner, and I've helped thousands of people on their journey to financial freedom. I'm not here to tell you what to do, but I am here to share my experience and the best ideas that I've learned, and I hope these ideas help you on your journey to financial freedom. Honest Money is proudly sponsored by Outsurance. When last did you question how much you're paying for business insurance? The truth is, you could find yourself with a monthly saving thanks to a customized commercial insurance solution from Outsurance. Simply SMS BUSINESS to 30165 for a callback. And if your needs are complex, you can even arrange a meeting with a dedicated business Outsurance agent in person, adhering to COVID-19 safety protocols or via video conference. Outsurance, you always get something out. Outsurance is a licensed insurer and FSP. T's and C's apply. 50 cents per SMS. Welcome to Honest Money. Uh, today is a really interesting show for me because we're talking to uh, Riyad Lunat. He's the Chief Operating Officer of Outsurance Business. And, and we're going to be talking about uh, in, insurance for, for businesses. So this is different to, to insuring your life or insuring your car or your, or your household. This is about, uh, about how we insure our businesses if we've got a small, medium or large size business. And, and I think it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a topical uh, conversation right now, but, but it's really important for, for business owners. So Riyad, welcome and thanks very much for joining us. Thank you, Warren. Uh, yeah, very pleased to be here with you guys today. So, so just to start, you know, I think uh, we, 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 you know, small business is such a big topic in, in South Africa. You know, it's a, it's a definite priority of government to get more and more small business going. And so I thought, you know, we could cover both, you know, the whole spectrum of business. But, but as a starting point, if, if someone's listening and they want to start their own, uh, their own business, their small business, why would they need business insurance? What's that all about? That's a great question. Thanks, Warren. You know, many business owners... Many directors of companies at some point realized, you know, that they had to incur out-of-pocket expenses for claims or damages, you know, incurred by, by their respective businesses or companies. And, and, and mainly due to them not actually understanding what business insurance is all about. Because more often than not, if you as a business owner are not covered correctly from a business insurance point of view, you do bear the brunt of paying these damages or claims out of pocket that your business incurs. And it's, 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 it's simple things, you know, that we take for granted every day. If you're in a retail outlet and if you find that people are stealing stock off your shelves, as an example, and when you do your reconciliation at month end and find that, you know, the, the, the turnover of sales is not equating to the stock value you start the month off with, what then, you know, you then incur that particular debt and this is where business business insurance comes in. You know, it's such a pivotal and critical mechanism and, and, and solution that you need today to protect your business and the sustainability and growth of your business into the future. Um, and, and that's why, you know, I, I urge a lot of business owners, irrespective of the size of your businesses, you know, to, to really consider business insurance or business cover. And it's irrespective, once again, you know, of the types of assets or or risks or <clears throat> items that you want to cover in your business, which are vast, which are vast. 
So, so, so let's let, let's cover a couple of those just just in general. So, I mean, off the top of my head, if, if I'm starting a company, the, the likelihood is I've got a, a computer or a laptop or something, uh, and I've got an uh, you know I don't know in, in in a new post-COVID world whether we'll have offices, but let's just say I've got an office. Uh, what, what else am I insuring? I mean, I can understand that I'd want to insure my, my my computer equipment and the like, but 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 what are the kinds of other things that we should be looking at when we've got business insurance? No, absolutely. I mean, you know, you have the motor section of your business where if you are a wholesaler, manufacturer, and now, I mean, you, you know, rightly so, being a retailer in a COVID era, you know, your distribution models probably change. You've gone digital. And, and, and to get that particular item, you know, whether it's the dish on the menu if a restaurant owner, whether it's that bicycle that somebody's bought online from your store, how do you get it to them? So you might need a vehicle. You might have purchased a vehicle recently, understanding that in order to get that item delivered to the market, you might have to deliver it. So simple thing like motor cover, uh, liability cover, uh, non-motor, so depending on whether you're renting the business that you find your business operating from the buildings, or, or you might own the building, you might have to consider insuring that building and then the stock the stock that you're actually holding i mean you need to make sure that it's covered <clears throat> what we have seen of late is an uptick and spike in terms of crime uh, you know the employment rate is increasing as well and what the data does tell us is there is a surge over the last few months in in the level of crime and the type of crime and we do find a lot of business owners being the victim and falling victim of this increase in, in terms of crime as well and, and, and make sure that your stock's covered as well. A lot of people take it for granted that, you know, my building is covered and, oops, I forgot to cover the contents of the building. And nine times out of 10, you know, I'm probably underinsured. I haven't covered my stock correctly. Or I haven't even covered my buildings correctly. So there's many areas of one's business that you need to consider from an insurance point of view and ensure that you actually covered correctly. And it's simple things. It's, it's more than just the laptop and the shop till um, it, it's the liability that actually ensues depending on the type of business that you're actually in as well. So, so perhaps, because you, you, that's the second time you've mentioned liability, can you, can you tell us a bit more about that? What would that kind of a, what would that mean for, for someone? Yeah, a very simple example will be if you are a retailer and, and a customer walks in and, and either gets hurt uh, as a result of a hazardous object having lied around in your business, you know, are you sufficiently covered? I mean, those claims are quite extensive and, and they amount to millions of rands in, in some instances. Uh, a lot of people don't actually include that when they take out insurance. So you have general liability cover, then you have specific liability cover. Uh, building contractors is a good example, especially your bigger developers, when they take on these massive projects. You know, are they insured correctly from a liability point of view? They have their employees on site that are erecting these buildings. God forbid if one of them were to get hurt on, on site or there are people interested in buying those homes or, or, or renting spaces in those developments and they get hurt on site. You know, is that building contractor as an example that I use, you know, covered correctly from a liability point of view? Okay, so so if I if I have a customer walking to my shop and 
and they slip on a wet floor or something like that uh, and they they break a leg the, what, what you're saying is if I'm not covered they can they can sue me for that and possibly put me out of business uh, but I can actually get insurance I can actually buy insurance to protect me against that and, and that's the importance of business insurance uh, Warren you know it helps that business owner cover the costs associated in, in managing his or her business okay all right, fantastic, and uh, and so you know uh, one of the things about insurance always is you know people hate paying insurance because they they don't see the benefit until they need it, uh, and and so the, the the two kind of thoughts around this from our perspective is 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 business insurance generally a, a relatively expensive thing? Is it quite a cheap thing? Um, and then more you know and then more pointedly for people that are listening, you know how how do they save money? What are the tips that they can that they can uh, get from you to to actually make sure they've got the right cover at the right price? Yeah, you know, you, you know, you're spot on. It, you're basically buying an intangible and you'll only actually experience the benefit at claim stage because that's really when an insurer gets tested. Um, it's important. Yes, the, the, the pricing of insurance depends on the risk profile specifically of a client. So whether you're a massive corporate, whether you're a small business, one of the things to specifically look out for is the pricing and whether you price correctly. And that's what we very good at in the company that I work for, especially is that we underwrite you specifically based on your risk profile. So that's one of the tips I'd like to leave with the listeners today is, is ensure that you price correctly and it reflects your risk profile. And when I talk about risk profile, looking at your claims ratio over the last while, uh, and then when I say claims ratio, looking at the value of your claims, the frequency of when you claim, and the type of claims that you institute. Um, so the pricing will vary across industry and it will vary across the insurable risks that, that you want someone to look at. So when you look at the big fleet company, as an example, you don't only cover and you're the owner of a fleet or logistics company. You don't only cover that truck or that horse, as we call it, and the trailer, but you'll cover the goods that you also transport on behalf of clients. And the price will obviously be determined by the type of vehicle you have, and more importantly, the type of goods that you actually transporting on behalf of a client or on behalf of yourself, if you do own a fleet of trucks. I think simple language is the next step that I'd like to leave with the listeners. Make sure that when you read that policy, you actually understand the wording, it's clear. There's no fine print. And, and I think that's what we also pride ourselves on in terms of the transparency, in terms of the wording. And it's all around treating customers fairly. And, and, and what we put out in our wording is exactly what we will deliver on. Another thing to consider, especially now, is fixed accesses. So a lot of clients take out what you call percentage-based accesses. So what does that mean is that at claim stage, depending on the value of the claim, you are then liable for a percentage of that overall claim amount. Usually it's 10%, that's the market norm, but it does vary. A practical example is if you have a claim of a million rand, that business owner might potentially be liable for 10% of that million rand, which is 100,000 rand. In the current environment, you know, we try to save businesses a lot of money. And what we have in terms of offering for businesses is quite unique as well, fixed accesses. So your access is fixed, it's predetermined at the time that you take out cover. 
So that's another tip that I think is quite a good one for business owners, especially now, is just really look at what you currently have in terms of excess structures. And if you can, consider a fixed excess structure. It helps you to budget a lot better and provision a lot better. And then lastly, a lot of businesses, you know, neglect to keep proper records of their assets, of their claims history. And this becomes very important, especially when you're considering, you know, new quotations from other insurers. It's because all of that counts towards your premium. A lot of that influences, you know, what your premium will be. And I made mention earlier about us pricing you depending on your specific risk profile as a business owner. And all of these factors play a part in terms of the overall pricing when, when we look at business uh, insurance for a client or a customer. So, so Riyad, uh, would I be right in saying that if a business uh, is managing their cash well, uh, that one of the ways that they could get their premium down is if they opt to, to pay a higher excess uh, at, at a claim? Uh, would, that, would that have an impact on reducing their premium? Yes, it will, most definitely. And we have seen that also based on our experience, Warren, is that higher excess structures does reduce the overall um, the, the overall premium on a monthly basis. But I would strongly suggest for businesses, you know, to reconsider just the monthly premium and increasing, you know, the uh, excess structures. Consider something that's more definite, more accurate. Um, we find it a lot with clients nowadays where they opt in to take out higher excesses and struggle, you know, when they do have a claim later on down the line in terms of actually paying that excess. Uh, you know, big companies, bigger excesses, it, it is quite a considerable amount. You know, some clients in our experience take on excesses uh, north of 50, 60, 70,000 rand per claim event. So if you have multiple claims, understand that higher access is not for all of the claims, it's for that single claim event. So it's something else to also look out for in terms of frequency of claims and, 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 and volume of claims is that that access is per claim event. And a lot of clients don't actually understand how that access structure works. So yes, you're right. Taking a higher access does reduce your monthly premium. However, that access, and look at the wording of that policy very carefully, is per claim event, which means if you have two or three claim events in a month at a higher access structure, you'll then be liable to pay that higher access per claim event. So it's not, it's, not, it's not a combination of claims. So let me give you an example. If you're a business owner and you take, say, a 50,000 rand access structure, yes, you've got the benefit in that month of reducing your premium. However, you have three significant claims in that month. For each of those claims, you'll have to then pay 50,000 rand per claim event. So that's 150,000 rand in the example I've used. Okay. So, so I think that's, uh, I mean, it's, that's valuable because someone like me, I'd, I'd have my emergency fund in my business and I'd keep that 50 grand to the side and say, well, okay, I've got the money. But, but what you're telling me is if, if my experience is that I might have uh, 10 claims a year, then I need 500,000 rand in my emergency fund if I want a fixed structure. Okay. Indeed, um, indeed. And depending on the excess amount that you've chosen, and let's call it 50,000 rand in the example we're using, yes, you'll need 500,000 rand. 
So, so, so for, for someone in a business, I think the, the important point to understand there is that if you go for an, a higher excess, what you're telling the insurance company is that you're not going to claim for things that only cost four or 5,000 rand because the likelihood is that you're going to pay for those yourself as a business owner. Uh, and so you're sharing the risk. Yeah, so, so you're sharing the risk with the insurance company. And, and, and I think that that's, that's usually the logic behind a lower premium. Am I right? That's correct, Warren. Spot on. And, and, okay. and I got people against that because that four and 5,000 claims multiplied by 10 or 20 times a year does come at the cost to that business. And to pay those quantum of claims out of pocket as a business owner is quite substantial and does impact, you know, the income statement as well quite significantly if you don't have the cash. And uh, and now to to, to another uh, another money saving idea, I guess would be, a lot of people would look at the insurance premium and say, you know, I'm paying out whatever it is per month, uh, and when anything goes wrong, the first thing they want to do is claim, uh, and and that's fine when it's a, a big issue that could could damage your business. But but uh, my sense generally for insurance is cl- claim for big issues. You know, don't, don't claim for those the small things all the time because then you start building up. And and I mean, forgive my wording, but it's kind of a, a claims history. And if you want, if you want a, one of those people or one of those businesses that end up claiming all the time for everything, that that doesn't necessarily help you with premiums when 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 you want to renegotiate your premiums, you know, every year, is that a good point to try not not claim unless it's absolutely necessary? So so it goes back to my comment and then the tip around the record keeping, making sure that you covered right. What we do find and and latching onto the point that we're discussing is, people don't often take time to review their policy, to review their businesses, to make sure they're covered right, and then end up doing exactly like you've explained. You know, is not claiming for the small stuff and rather claiming for, for the bigger stuff. And I think that's where we differentiate ourselves slightly as well. Um, there are solutions out in the market that are tailor-made for clients where you only cover the stuff that you want to insure and you know you'll probably claim for into the future. What we often find in our experience and why this particular behavior is very prevalent around paying out of pocket on smaller items when you have to claim rather than claiming from the insurer is that you're probably not insured correctly. It's probably that you haven't reviewed your policy in a while. You've not probably taken the time to understand your business more fully with your insurer and really iron out the risks that impact your business fully. I wouldn't condone or, or, or promote that you know, you don't claim for the small stuff. What I would rather promote is for people to review their policies if they have cover more frequently. Because uh, businesses change. You know, you either buy a new vehicle, you take on a new building, uh, you, you enter in a very different direction in terms of where your business is heading. And you don't really realize that, gosh, you know, I'm not, I'm not really covered for, for, for this change in the business. And that's what a lot of people do, as you've alluded, is, okay, look, I'm not covered for this, or it will impact me, you know, when I go, go to rewrite uh, in, in, in a year's time. Um, and, and we try and manage that. We try and educate people by saying, you know, take the time to understand your business, because that's what we're really good at as well, Warren. You know, we take the time to understand the client's business. Uh, a lot of our risks, you know, we do what we call a survey. So we actually have a team of surveyors that go out to the business with our agents to actually take time to understand the business, to understand the risk and impact. And this is across industry now. 
So whether you're a small, medium, or large business, there's extra time and effort that we put in into understanding your business as a client, highlighting the risks, and ensuring that you're covered correctly. So I think the crux of this is that most clients, certainly in my experience, are not covered correctly in the businesses that they currently run, and then have to make these calls around the out-of-pocket claims, irrespective of the quantum. Okay, so so for me, taking a, what I'm taking away from that point is is definitely take the time. I mean, even if it's just once a year, take the time uh, to to understand your cover, review it. I know it's a pain if it's you know it's, it's admin for 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 business owners, and most business owners are bad at admin. But uh, but the admin you know either saves you money in a yearly basis, or it saves you big time when something really goes wrong. Uh, if you if you make sure that you actually have the right cover for the, the, the business you're in and the life of your business and at that stage of business. Is, is that a fair assumption? Spot on. I think you've hit the nail on the head there, Warren. I mean, certainly okay. my experience in the last three years at Outsurance and, and when engaging clients, you know, they do, they do tell us, you know, had I just taken the time to keep proper records of the assets and assets are broad. It could be the shelves in your retail outlet, to the thousand computers that you have in your company, to the fleet of trucks or vehicles that you currently own and, and manage, to keeping proper records, you know, of the claims you've experienced. You know, I find that quite surprising that there are still people out there, unfortunately, that don't understand their own businesses as well as they should. And I think the differentiator here is, you know, we take the time to actually understand it. So, so partner up as well with an insurer that really cares and takes the time to understand you, your business, and your needs as well. Spoken like a good insurance man. So, uh, so, so Riyad, uh, uh, what's the one thing, if you, if you could give a, a business owner one piece of advice, what's the one golden thing that you would tell them to do around their business insurance? Take your policy, go through it, make sure you understand it, get hold of your insurer, be it via a broker or directly, and really ask the questions that you've never asked previously. Make sure that when you go through your policy documents, your insured values are correct. What do I mean by an insured value? 90% of clients that we deal with currently are not insured correctly in terms of buildings that they want cover on. Most times they are underinsured. So God forbid that in an event where, where, where there's damage caused to that building, you know, they, they're not insured correctly for the true value of that building. And that would be my golden tip. Take time out, go through your policies again and, and, and ask the questions. A lot of clients, you know, are afraid to actually ask the questions. Don't be. You know, if anything is uncertain in that policy to you, please ask the question, get the clarity so you understand fully, so that when you do claim, you understand, you know, what the process is, what you covered for, what are the maximums you are allowed to claim for, what your excesses look like, what you'll be in for, so you can provision more accurately as well. Brilliant. I mean, I think, uh, you know, I think we're, we're running out of time. We could probably talk about this all day, but but uh, f- from my perspective, I think it's a... Um, you know, business insurance is one of those things that most business owners uh, wouldn't be kind of the first on their list of things to do when they when they start a company. You know, they're gonna they just get going, uh, and and you know, ha- having been in that position myself as a as a business owner in the early days, 
I, I can remember the the pain of that until um, until we did have a physical event at the office where where we had flooding and and we had to buy computers because we weren't covered uh, for, for insurance. So, so my, my my tip to anybody is doesn't matter how small your business is or how big it is. Uh, you, know, you know, business insurance does feel like an expense and it does feel like an admin headache. But but uh, when you go through the expense and you go through the admin headache, it's amazing how grateful you are when uh, when things go wrong. And, and I guess that's the point is you don't want your business to be ended by, by something you could have prevented. So so that's the the, the, the honest money outlook on, on business insurance. I know it's a controversial topic at the moment, um, you know, in, in, in the world, but but, but to me, it's uh, it, it's something that is necessary. And if you understand what you're paying for, uh, you, you know, you, 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 you're going to get what you pay for. So um, I'm, I'm going to wrap it up there, Riyad. Th- thanks very much, uh, um, Chief Operating Officer of Archurance Business. It was great having you on the show. And, th- and thanks for explaining it so that even I could understand it. It was, it was easy for me to go. I appreciate it. No, thanks, Warren, and appreciate the time. Eh? Thank you for listening to Honest Money. If you have any questions, you're welcome to reach out to me on Twitter. My handle is at Warren Ingram. Don't forget to subscribe. We're on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Chat soon. Honest Bunny was proudly brought to you by Outsurance. If you have any questions about how you can boost your business's bottom line, thanks to potential insurance saving, SMS BUSINESS to 30165. Outsurance Business is geared and ready to give you a custom commercial insurance solution. No matter what business you're in, Outsurance, you always get something out. Outsurance is a licensed insurer and FSP. T's and C's apply. 50 cents per SMS.